Hello everyone. Thank you for coming to my channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you're the only one that's going to be hearing this episode. I will not be posting this anywhere else. I feel like the podcast is the best place to talk about in-depth things that kind of stretch our brain, uh, especially around the topics that I dabble with. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about divination. As I have been along my journey as a woman, a seasoned woman, going through life, losing loved ones, you know, deconstructing my upbringing and finding what was toxic and then healing it, it's just a long process, especially if you're choosing to go on that journey, which I did and many others do as well. So they can vouch for me and understand how difficult this is. And for me in particular, I grew up in a very strict Christian home. So learning to unpack all that and find the healthy aspects of it all has been my recent quest, I guess you can say. My mother um, passed away, and that was really hard for me. And after she did, we didn't have closure. You know, there are some pretty heartbreaking things that she said on her deathbed that I have to live with. And it was, it's still really hard. And uh, we were very close all throughout me growing up into my early adulthood. But her Christianity always got in the way. That was always at the forefront of every heartbreaking thing she did to me. It was always for the sake of God and for the sake of what was right. And just to say that out loud is kind of reaffirming that that was literally coming between us, but it wasn't the just side of God. She thought this is what God was wanting to not do this, to not go there, to not, you know, to do this to me, fill in the blank. And so based on the things that she did to hurt me, it was always because God told her, pretty much God told her to. And I was the one living in sin in some way or another. So that obviously left me with some anger, bitterness, just this toxic perspective of God and Christianity. And she, throughout my upbringing, always taught us to debate, to explore, to question everything, to find the truth, to not just believe it because we're raised to believe it. So that was always instilled in us, even though that was our home religion. And we were asked to practice that while living at home. It was still something that we could still question and debate and ask questions about. And sometimes she didn't have the answer. Sometimes she even changed her perspective. We church hopped throughout my childhood because she was always discovering new things and then realizing certain churches were not doing it the right way or following scripture to the T. So like she was originally a Pentecostal, 
movement when she first got saved in the 70s craze of evangelicalness, like Benny Hinn and all that crap. And so a few years with that craziness, she actually discovered there's a lot of lies and false prophets and all those things that involved in the name it and claim it faith movement. So she evolved to eventually be a non-denominational practicing Christian that in that kind of denomination. So her perspective changed with her constant questioning and studying and learning. But regardless of it all, towards the end of her life, it was pretty much God to blame for her hurting me as much as she did, as well as her leaving this earth. It all focused on God being at the center of every process that we had together. So fast forward, here we are, me trying to unpack everything and find the truth once and for all, find it for myself. And even if it's a turning against her original teachings, so be it. She was not right on everything. I'm not right on everything. She got a lot wrong. We get a lot wrong. We're human. We're not ever going to nail it in every freaking way until we're dead. Till we're in heaven with purification and just in our spirit form. That is when we will be nailing everything. (laughs) Not in that way. Okay. Sorry. That was pretty uh, inappropriate. So divination has been my recent topic. And as I have discovered the gospel and astrology and how it points to Christianity and Jesus and how I discovered that astrology has been, you know, warped throughout the centuries, um, changed and altered, just like Christianity has, you know, from the original Acts church down to what we have today. Everybody has their own version of scripture. That's exactly what has happened with astrology. There is the original form of astrology, a gift from God, just like angels are to serve us. Stars were there to help us, to guide us, but we still worshiped him. And so I'm writing a book kind of explaining it all. So I'm not going to go into approving astrology part. This is strictly on the divination part, which I do not believe in. Divination is different than astrology. Now, there are parts of astrology where people think it's one and the same, but again, twisted. For me, I find it to be very different and not of God, just like anything can be twisted. So what is divination? Let's start there. It is to foresee, foretell, predict, prophesy, be inspired by a God, by a power. It is an attempt to know what the will of, if you believe in the divine, what the will of the universe is, uh, to gain insight into a question or a situation by rituals or practices of divination. It's to peek into the future using different things. It's all about foretelling 
the future. It's like spying on God to discover his will and uncover some hidden information or supernatural means. So horoscopes obviously get mixed in with that. But there's still a significant difference between the practice and use of astrology and the stars, which can go by the term horoscopes. But if you noticed, I don't say that word because that word has been twisted in a sense. The Bible tells you what it thinks about specifically divination, not astrology divination quote there shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens this is in deuteronomy 18:10. samuel the prophet said rebellion is like a sin of divination that's in first samuel 15 23 it is something to be rebuked or exercised just like the apostle paul did in the book of acts the apostle met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination which she predicted the future for people she earned a great deal of money doing it but paul believed that the girl's ability to know the future was demonic so he rebuked that spirit so from this passage if the spirit of divination was a good thing it wouldn't have left you know upon hearing Jesus' name right it wouldn't have left the girl so according to the bible divination is an evil spirit one of many right just like the spirit of fear neither of them is of god so the church believes the enemy gives those who are destined to do good things the spirit of divination so that they can never receive the holy spirit to help them achieve those things they believe the devil has a counterfeit gift for every true spiritual gift to distract people. For discernment or prophecy, he gives people the spirit of divination. So to the church, horoscopes, tarot cards, angel numbers, they're not just harmless things. It's satanic because it's not viewed of as being of God. But... Is there any truth to that divination is to foresee foretell predict it is it it is the attempt to know the will of God and to gain insight okay so let's take that apart is it a real problem the Bible says many things about divination and none of it is positive but there's one story where a great man of God practiced divination and still found favor in the eyes of God. And this is omitted often from debates. In the book of Genesis, Joseph, son of Jacob, you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> Tests his brothers who sold him by returning their money to each sack of their grain. Benjamin's sack, he places his special divination cup note mm. after the brothers leave joseph sends his steward after them and tells them you know why have you repaid evil for good isn't this the cup my master drinks from also uses of divination so when his brothers were brought back joseph says to them what is this you have done don't you know that a man like me can think find things out by divination 
Joseph's claim to have knowledge by divination conflicts with the Bible's condemnation of divination. Yet God blessed him abundantly. Joseph is a pivotal figure in the Bible with his dreams and his story, his redemption. But yet the church argues that Joseph's use of the divining cup was not real, but just to test his brothers. <laughs> Others believe there is no indication that Joseph actually used the cup even though it actually said that he did. And some others say divination was common in the Egyptian court where Joseph was in prison. I think uh, Laban once said to Jacob in the Bible, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. And that's Genesis 30, 27. The church also thinks that although unlikely, that was one of the few cases where God allowed Joseph to use a divining cup for discernment. But in all other cases, it's a sin. God is not a hypocrite. He shall not be mocked. So I think there's a lot the majority of people misunderstand. And it's simply because they don't seek. They read it for face value. And there's so much you can do with like that and contradict everything so much it's just something isn't quite right with all of these arguments a sin is a sin is a sin god doesn't entertain sin he can't he can't even be around sin right he couldn't look at jesus when he was dying on the cross because he was full of everyone's sin so he had to turn away which really affected jesus but that's what god had to do because god can't be around sin he can't entertain it he can't dabble with it it's just impossible because he is pure good. So if you pay close attention to the Bible, you'll find that Joseph and Laban's use of divination was early on in Genesis, and it seemed okay to God. There's so many other scripture in the Old Testament where astrology and stars and constellations were talked about in a positive way. But he allowed it back then if anything. What if it wasn't a sin though, but became a sin later? Is that maybe a possibility that these people are thinking? Is That's contradicting to God though. What if God actually placed signs and messages in the sky for people to access? There's scripture backing that up. In the book of Luke, Jesus said, and there will be signs in the sun the moon and the stars, 2125 in Luke. That's just one of many where it's talked about as a tool, a gift that God has given us. And Jesus confirms that in the New Testament. And when I study scripture, I always try to link both because many were changed because of Jesus. Many Old Testament laws were changed. Because he came to fulfill the law. He came to pretty much put his final stamp on everything that the church, the Jews, knew and believed. A lot was changed. I'm not going to go into all that, but it, that was the purpose. And so we obviously don't stone our kids. We obviously don't do a lot of things in the Old Testament. But Jesus made a point to bring up the astrology and how that that is still a thing with him 
I find that single verse very impactful. And there are many signs and messages regarding the sun and the moon. And if you know anyone with a Pisces, then you can understand why they're so interested in the mystical things and have a tendency to escape mentally into other books. Virgos, then you can understand why they reject anything that's mystical. Usually when I run across a person who's like anti-spiritual or anything and they're so scientifical, oh, you must be a Virgo. I'm married to one, by the way. (laughs) It's so on point. And that's not just a coincidence. That's not because of evil spirits laying this all out. They are not that brilliant. They don't take God's creation and claim it as their own. What they do is they take the people's perspective on what they're seeing and twist it to their own. But I'm jumping ahead. So Deuteronomy 4:19. Beware, lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that our Lord has allotted to all of the people under the whole heaven. It goes on to talk about how, why are these people worshiping these things? I'm the one that created it and gave it to you. I gave you these stars and interpretations for you as a gift to help you in life. But now you idiots are starting to bow down to them. That's a whole section in the Old Testament. People began to worship these things. Planets, the Roman gods. Divination is a sin if it causes you to make false gods and idols. That's what what becomes a sin. And that could happen to anything. Anything you begin to worship and put above God is an idol. Christians know that very well. Obviously that applies to the stars and the sun and the moon. It's a sin if it makes you turn your back on God. But if you study astrology, the funny thing is, it all points to God. It does. Now you have to be careful where you're going to get this information. That's why I always go to the actual source. I go to the charts. I don't go to someone's interpretation of it because it can be twisted, right? Just where I said that's where the spirits go. The evil spirits will go to a person, not to the stars. They will go to someone who's interpreting it and impacting the world with their interpretation that is wrong or twisted. So I, when I started my journey, made a point to go myself. And I had to learn a shit ton of things, which sucked. Because to do it from the source, just like I like to read the original transcripts, the historical documents of the Bible and other things before man got a hold of it, other, you know, centuries of men i like to go to the source but you have to really learn a lot so you can even understand it and that's what i did god doesn't want his people to practice divination because divination started to be used to predict and foretell the future he always focuses on that word divination not astrology not he doesn't ever speak negative of the sun and the moon and the stars which is astrology Okay, let's just chunk that up. That's what astrology is. He never talks about about that. He always targets the 
divination process that happens by people who take it too far. Because foretelling can actually be destructive when it comes to changes, changes in natural course of things. That's why we can never know the future. So if your divination doesn't predict the future or do anything dark, and it's simple as Wednesday horoscope in your email or looking for a zodiac sign to see what kind of personality twists you might have and ways to you know think ahead and prepare yourself for tomorrow, is that biblical? Yes, 100%. It's not evil, it's not a sin. That is the way it was supposed to be used. But if it's telling you, hey, this is gonna happen, if your prediction is telling you an exact thing, aka divination, then that is taking it too far. And you are taking this thing and twisting it, which everybody does. Everybody has a tendency of doing that. We're human. It's clearly human nature all throughout scripture, all throughout the centuries. We take something powerful or amazing or impactful and we start to want to worship it. We're stupid, but that's what we do. Look up history. It is what we do. So like many things on the surface of the earth, divination can be misused and it becomes a real problem. Ultimately, I think the choice to study the stars, though I believe 100% it's a gift, just like the angels are there to protect us and guide us. So as the stars are as well. But you don't have to entertain that. I'm sure you don't still talk to your guardian angel like you did maybe when you were a kid and your mom told you, hey, there's an invisible angel that sits next to your bed. You're an older, you're an adult, right? You're past those childish things. Does it mean you're horrible and that you're wasting precious opportunities and it's bad to not entertain your guardian angel even though it's we believe there is? No, you're just not bothering to be entertained by it. So just like the stars and the moon and the sun, you can ignore it, big deal. But when you do, you're losing and missing out on some opportunities that I have just recently discovered. And now that I have discovered, I can't live without it. It points to God. It's a part of my morning devotions is reading the charts right alongside my Bible. God in his glorious masterpiece of earth in the stars and the cosmos. He did all this. He created all of this and it's so intricate. It's so detailed. Even the body scientists are amazed that there has to have been a creator for the shit that's out there. It's just too detailed, too beautifully mechanized naturally. And that gives us a glimpse of the kind of personality God has, the kind of entertaining and things he likes to enjoy. And just, he's like an artist, right? The artist doing a very detailed painting. He loves those details. And he gave us stars to help us understand who we are. And that's exactly what it does. It helps us understand ourselves. And that is all for his purpose. How can you use me, God? How can you use me? What 
what is my purpose here on earth for you? There is a purpose. And he has given us things that he's created to help us. And we're not supposed to start worshiping this shit. (laughs) That's the key. We're not supposed to start predicting our futures and playing with claiming, naming it and claim it like shit that my mother was into in the Pentecostal movement and all these other very toxic, like pastors predicting the end of the world. Yeah, but God's against that too. That's one and the same. They might as well be freaking astrology wizards. They have totally twisted it just in, you know, a different way. But that is one and the same. And God does not like that because then we are just focused on that. And we are not living for today, which again, biblically, we are to live for today because tomorrow has enough worries. So we're supposed to focus on today. There's just so much to unpack. But I wanted to share that truth. Wanted to share my recent understanding of divination and the difference between astrology and how the church perceives it. And I'll end with this. I find it ironic, funny, weird, you know, fill in the blank. Christians will believe in those gifts of the spirit. My mom had it, right? She would speak in tongues. And I'm not saying I didn't believe her. I didn't. I think it's genuine. I think miracles and scary shit that happens, that is real. It is scary because it's not something that's typically seen in our realm. It's from the spiritual realm, right? So when those gifts and things seep through into our realm of, you know, boringness compared to so many things we read about and so many things that many of us believe are out there, we are intimidated by it, shocked, don't believe it, maybe doubtful. But it's funny the Christians that will believe in those gifts of the spirits, gift of healing, gift of, of all that stuff that's in the New Testament of power. And God is at the focus of it. Yes, exactly. But yet, what I'm talking about here, nope, that's where I draw the line. I can put my hands on somebody and heal their sickness. But, you know, looking at the stars to get to know how God created you and your purpose. No, that's too much. That's a Satan. (laughs) And here I am, just a seasoned woman continuing to be seasoned. Learning new things. Exploring more. And I look forward to finishing my book about all this. And I hope that this excites you to dive deeper a little bit or to understand maybe a little bit more than you otherwise didn't. Thank you for listening, my friends. And until next time, take care.